What's up, guys? Welcome to the Modern Cyber Podcast. You got Phil here, Phil Vallejo, and we've got... Kalen Wojcik. And we are, uh, and together we're Modern Day Sniper. But uh, this podcast is not for us. It's for you guys that are listening. It's for that modern day rifleman. It's for that long range hunter, the professional military law enforcement sniper, maybe a precision rifle competitor, or hell, you're just an enthusiast that loves to shoot long range and trying to figure out relevant information uh, of the sport of long range shooting. Uh, you know, here we don't give you any gimmicks and we don't tell you that, uh, you know, spin drift um, is the reason why you miss. We just try it's to give not. you, yeah, or Coriolis, Coriolis. <laughs> uh, we just try to give you um, information that we've learned along our journey of becoming uh, modern day snipers and modern day riflemen uh, so that you can better educate yourself and uh, find your own truths out there. So uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And uh, for everyone else that's come back, welcome back. We appreciate you guys and all the support that you've given us so far. Uh, this Now two years, a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for all the love from you guys, um, at matches and events and stuff. Like it's, it's super cool. We very much appreciate that. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it kind of contributes a little bit to, uh, the conversation that we're going to have today. Um, and that is the why back to the why back to the why. So uh, I think episode one, and it's funny cause, uh, another competitor, uh, who does really well in the RTC series, him and his partner. Um, you know, uh, we were hanging out, I think, at the AM match, you know, and it was, I don't know, it was probably like 1.30, 2.30 in the morning, you know, just having beers and talking about, like, the back then, you know, uh, back when, like, RTC was standing up and, you know, they were getting together. And, I mean, I hadn't been, I hadn't been shooting at this point in time in, of my life, right? I think I was still active duty. But it's cool to hear the pieces of how everything kind of came together uh, for the precision rifle community. And um, anyways, uh, he had, um, fast forward a week later, we're at Granite Creek and he, we're having a drink, it was after day one. He's like, man, Phil, I started listening to your podcast and you know, uh, the very first thing that got me was uh, the why in episode one, you know, what is your why? And, um, you know, I figured we'd just circle back to that to see if our whys are still the same, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, good question. Uh, and, and even, you know, maybe we've, we've, we've got guys along the way that have just picked up. They didn't start from one. They're like, oh, there's no need to go back. Because, you know, I, there's, a, there's a podcast I, I listen to religiously out there. I, I would say that I've listened to episode one, but I haven't listened to everything up until this point. You know, I, I listen to probably more current stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe now that we're... Frick, how many how many downloads do we have like close to three hundred fifty thousand downloads yeah, we're getting up there you know um, maybe someone that's tuning in for the first time like maybe he hasn't even asked his why yet like True. you know what what's your why when you when you listen to our podcast when you listen to other podcasts when you connect behind the rifle like what is what does it makes you tick mm-hmm. you know it's a good question because I think that like <clears throat> I can look at several aspects of my own life where um, I learn a new skill. And once I learn or get a taste of that new skill, it's like, I'm, I'm all in, this is rad. Um, I feel like I'm pretty good at this and I want to tap into it deeper and deeper yeah, and deeper. Yeah. And so, um, man, I've done that with, uh, I've done that with a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and it's like, it becomes all consuming. Yeah. Um, and it's super interesting. Um, I, as an example, I did it with motorcycles yeah. in Southern California. 
I had a huge identity crisis when I left rural New York and moved like my entire life to Southern California where I grew up in a small town of like 1200 people. Now I'm like in fucking Orange County. Like what, I don't even know what to do with myself. <clears throat> so um, I started riding motorcycles. And once I started riding motorcycles, it was more along the lines of, I didn't want to ride a motorcycle to be a squid on the street. I wanted to ride a motorcycle to like throw that thing into corners, take it to the racetrack yeah. and, and like get into it. And once I got my taste, dude, it was over with. It was just like freaking stab me in the arm, bro. Let's get this done. Because every weekend I was up on the mountains and then once I learned that I was getting too dangerous for being on the mountains, every weekend was dedicated to going to the racetrack. Yep, yep. So racetrack day is 250 bucks, you know, plus a set of tires. So like you start looking at all the costs of like, wow, dude, like you're sinking every last bit of your income into this, right? Into making this happen. And then you're like, okay, so like, what's the allure? What yeah, am I after? Yeah. So it's funny, my, my, my like, I guess story of the why I can relate to is actually just like being a cyber, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I was just talking to uh, Cassandra about this, uh, just at lunch here after uh, our meeting earlier and we were sitting there eating tacos and, you know, um, I, I was never really, um, not like I wasn't good at things, like I played hockey, right? But I was I was only, I would say, best above average, right? Um, but I was always competitive by nature. And, um, you know, hockey didn't really work out because we left uh, Alaska to Las Vegas and there was really no leagues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> did the ROTC thing. And, um, you know, uh, because I fell into a school where they already had uh, pretty much like people there to like take leadership. Like I was just like, I was just a new guy, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I was just like, well, I, I, that is what it is. And I just kind of, I kind of just assumed my part of the, of the team that I was on when I was in JROTC. And then, you know, I became uh, a sniper for well, a fast forward to the Marine Corps, became a sniper. And, and then, um, you know, when I went to sniper school, uh, I, I was like really, you know, cause they tell you our scores and stuff like that. And for every like shooting qual, like I would either be like first or I'd be like right up there. Right. Like I never, I never, any of my shooting quals, I was like, man, I barely passed that or like mm -hmm. ever went to qual two. Right. And dropped out of cyber school. First time went to, uh, Hawaii, my second attempt. And, you know, um, that's when I got a little cocky in one of the quals. Uh, I, uh, uh I unked it. And then I lost my high shooter uh, uh, probability, but all the other three follow-on schools, I um, I was high shooter at, right? But even before that, like my why, like just getting to sniper school and graduating was like that was my why, right? It was like it was mm -hmm. like I just got to go there and I got to get my certificate, and like mm -hmm. that's that's it. Like all the other schools don't matter to me. I, if I don't get schooled out, I'm completely fine with being a sniper. But sure. as soon as I became a sniper, it was like, oh man, now I got to go to mountain, now I got to go to urban. Mm -hmm. and, and being a sniper school instructor wasn't even, wasn't even an afterthought. Like it wasn't even on the spectrum. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I, I felt the same way myself and I, and it's like, um, it's trying to chase, it's trying to chase the next thing and yeah. learn the next thing. Yep, yep. And then you go, okay, well, why, why am I doing that? Like, like, so, um, 
I get introduced to this guy uh, in Salt Lake City, and he's a paragliding instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name's Gary Bagley, and um, he's a super cool dude. Um, been a mountain guide, like an alpine mountain guide, for 30 plus years. Um, rock climber, base jumper, paragliding instructor, and um, we uh, he he loves to have coffee and have just conversations about stuff. And I love having those conversations because it's like he talks about um, something called chasing the dragon. Okay. And I like that. He asks the same question. He's just like, you know what, man? I'm a paragliding instructor, and and he goes, I've seen. He goes, I've been in the emergency room. Like I've broken, I've broken myself, um, and I have a kid, and I have you know a wife that I love very much. And it's just like, well, like why do you continue to do that? Yeah. Why do you climb coolers that are super massive in the Wasatch and, and you know, and snowboard yeah. down them things? Knowing that, you know, something really, really bad can happen and, like, there's a risk associated with that behavior. So then, like, why do you do it? It's the same thing with, with anything. When people are chasing after something, yeah. it's like, okay, then what is it that you're chasing after? Yep. When... Um like when our in-person classes, it's it's funny because at, at when I worked at my previous job, uh, Gunworks, I couldn't ask the why, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I already knew everyone's why, why mm-hmm. they were there, mm-hmm. you know. But now, with modern day sniper, when when you know they come to us with their own guns, with their own intentions, different backgrounds, right? Not not everyone's you know going to be a hunter. Not everyone's going to be a competitive shooter, mm-hmm. uh, or you know someone just wants to learn how to just be more proficient with the rifle that they have. I always ask their why, because yeah. it helps me as a teacher and instructor to, to, to make sure that I'm, because uh, uh, they're there to learn from me, right? And I want to make sure that I'm able to essentially um, give them the tools that's gonna help them fulfill uh, or get them one step closer to their why. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's important. Right. Because, right. Like for my wise, it's completely on, on a different spectrum now from when it was when I first started competing, mm-hmm. you know, like 2015. I, I just wanted to compete because I knew that it was a um, uh, it was a way to invest in myself as an instructor. Mm-hmm. I know the Marine Corps wasn't going to do it for me. Right. And uh, I was just starting to make a uh, community of shooting, meet a community of shooters that just were freaking awesome. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, not only am I having fun, but I'm able to learn a bunch of cool things that I never thought I would learn about long range shooting and, and bring it back to my community, mm-hmm. you know? And like wherever I've, I ended up, I ended up like it didn't, like there was a little bit of ego there, right? Cause it's like, man, I'm a cyber instructor. Like I should be like good at this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, that's a, that's a great subtopic in and of itself. Yeah. But at, at the same time, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm here not for me, I'm here for the future of the Scout Cyber Program. You know, to take that information and the lessons learned here at these competitions and bring it back to make those guys that are gonna be deploying soon successful, uh, you know, when, when it's time for them to pull the trigger. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, I think, that resonates, that resonates with me because I was the same way as a, as a, as a teacher there because as I started to learn more and more stuff, then I started to learn how much I didn't know. Yep. And then I'm just like, whoa, okay. Um, we have to somehow figure out how to incorporate this, yeah. right? Um, 
And so that's when we started to use like ballistic computer programs. Yeah. But how do you incorporate it with a, is it a curriculum that's unwilling to change or is it a staff at that point in time unwilling to change? Both. A little bit be, of both. It can be both. Because of the, because of the legwork that it does take to change something like that or to put something in a curriculum. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not worth someone else's headache, especially if they're on the way out the door. Like, of course. why, 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 uh, why fix it if it ain't broke? It's like, well, actually, it's it's been broken for a while. Yeah. You know? I mean, shit. Well, that could potentially crack open a massive can, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I guess it's like, to, to, to the why thing, um, one of the one of the things that's super interesting about the community that we're that we're starting here and and developing is we're hearing a lot more um, a lot more of these types of conversations happening occur yeah. in that in the network in that network yeah, yeah. and it's really cool because nobody's ever going to put themselves out there the way that some of these folks are on social media mm -mm. right it's just not going to happen. Um, and then in a, in a typical forum aspect, it's not going to happen because it seems as though there's just like so many vultures that are just waiting to hop on. And it's like you have this fear. It's, a, it's absolutely very real because it's a thing, right? So you have this fear of, of you know what, I'm, I'm really not going to do that. But then in this environment, they feel comfortable enough to do it. And man, the engagement is insane. It's freaking cool as hell, and it's conversations like this that are mm. that are um, getting the most amount of engagement. Um, I always have to remind myself that I don't know what I I didn't know at the time. And there's a lot of stuff that I, I I don't know, and 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 um, you know what? When I look at like Facebook forums, for instance, that I'm fucking a part of right now, that I've opened back the Zucker book. I, I see innocent shooters that are asking honest questions, right? That are getting like cut down. Yes, that just get straight up like obliterated. Mm -hmm. You know, it's messed up, man. And it's like, man, <laughs> like you can't tell me like when a shooter opens up with that and on a forum that you know he should go shoot a match because a, a PRS matches or an NRL match or a local match is super welcoming. I mean, it is because I've been to one. But when, when you get, when you get blasted, a, a blasted for asking something yeah, that like legitimate on, on Facebook, yeah, right. Dude. And, and like, you're like, man, I don't ever want to shoot with anyone. I just want to, I'll just shoot by myself. I'll shoot by myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. So it's, it's super cool to see the, the, the people that are engaging on the network. Um, and just like you said, the community that we're, we're building and, um, you know, I've heard it freaking several times with guys coming up to me at, at matches or whatever, or we're, we're, when the beers pop open, they're like, hey, man, I, I like what, you know, you and Candler are doing with just the whole mindfulness piece with, with Got a lot firearms, of comments about that. You know, and super, it's super like, well received. like, get it. There, there's so much ego re, uh, revolving around possessing a firearm. I think that's just in general, right? Just possessing mm -hmm. a firearm gives everyone kind of like a, a feeling of power sure can right and i think you know for some people that i mean it's okay to have that feeling of power but at the same time but it's you know um i'll, I'll look at it and it's like well like for me 
not only can I use it um, back when I when I needed to, obviously for my job, but now, like you said, it's a, a tool that I use for enjoyment, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, you know, obviously, if I have a military law enforcement class, you know, I, I'm able to uh, facilitate my words and 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 you know speak to them. It's, it's a, a different context, yeah. right? Like when we taught those Marines down in, in Texas, like I had to get my whole headspace wrapped around like, man, I'm teaching snipers again. Mm-hmm. Right. But for me still at the end of the day, I use my tools for enjoyment, mm-hmm. right? It is therapy. Sure. 100%. Like, yeah. and you know, I go out all over the country to compete because I want to figure out the battle space. That's the way I look at it. That's, that's, I guess that is like closer to my why of like just being able to go to a place that I don't know, like I've never been there before mm-hmm. and, and, own and then own it, Yeah. figure out the conditions and be like, all right, I got this motherfucker. I know exactly where the wind is coming from. I know how it's throttling up and throttling down. I know where it's funneling through because of the terrain. And I know it's doing this when the Mirage does this or vegetation or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking going to send it, you know, um, on a fucking two MOA target or one MOA target at 600 yards and connect. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's, and then taking that and then learning what application you want to tie it to. Yeah. Right. Yep. Cause there's so many different applications that yep. you can tie that skill to. Um, it's, so you think about it and we're like, okay, so we're talking about all of the things that like, that we love about it and, and that we like, one of the first things that, um, like the first time you spot your own trace, right? Yeah. When the first time you start seeing your own trace and now not only are you seeing it, you're, you're like banking on it. You're looking for it. And then you can see somebody else's trace through your own rifle scope. Like we start to have this, uh, next level or elevated level of awareness yep. and you start unlocking more and more potential within yourself. Yep. And so we look at it and you're like, okay, so like, why does anybody do anything that requires them to be supremely focused? Because well, I feel like there's always a next, there's always a next level. What is that though? Yeah. What, what, what you, is that? What, what is for? that? Exactly. What is that next level? It's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what it is. Right. right. Like the level that I'm at right now, I mean, from 100, zero to 100, I wouldn't even know, be able to, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say there, there's a hundred, there's more, right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know where I'm at on that level. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, dude, I can see it in so many aspects of things. I mean, when you start looking at, um, various sports activities, right? So, um, I've done, I've done a lot of stuff, man. Like I've, I've done a lot of crazy shit. Like I like doing extreme things. I like trying new things. And so like, I've done everything from rock climbing, skydiving, freaking a little bit of mountaineering, like all of those skills, uh, riding motorcycles or being an amateur road racer. And then you witness somebody that is truly, a true professional at their craft, it's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. It's literally mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, I've been in situations like riding a motorcycle on a racetrack thinking that there's like no way that I can go any faster. I'm going to crash this yeah. thing. And then Jason Pridmore comes flying by me, sliding two wheels, looking behind his shoulder saying, Hey, come on, let's go. And I'm just like, how is that even fucking possible humanly possible yeah yeah like but but that's the level that he's at Mm -hmm. right and he's just chilling right he's just chilling having a blast yeah and so 
like what is it that you're chasing after? Why do you like doing the things that yeah. you do? So, well, let me ask you this. When, when you were at that point, when you did see that, mm-hmm. right, did you ever like tell yourself, okay, I want to get to that level? Um, yes, but I knew realistically it was not going to be attainable. Okay, why? Because um, typically people in that sport, they're raised with it as children, okay. right? Okay. So like they're riding a dirt bike by the time they're four years old type mm-hmm. thing. So there's a lot of things that are working against you in that, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. So uh, age, experience is, you know, one. Um, and then with that comes a decreased level of fear. Okay. Like in order to go really fast on a motorcycle, you can't have fear. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to have an elevated level or threshold of fear. Um, and so like the fear of crashing, if you want to find the limit, you got to go over the limit and that usually involves crashing. crashing yeah, okay. And yeah. crashing gets really fucking expensive, yeah, right. Yeah. As a, as a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 22 years so, old. So there, there was limits based off of, um, sure. Your not only financial ability, yeah. right. Um, but just, just the understanding right. that, that like, that, like he's at his level because he's been because, working at this. Like I could do this, let's say for 10 years straight. Yes. But no matter where I start in my head, yes. he's now or still already 10 years ahead of me. Exactly. Right. Now you can, I, I do believe that like you can work to that level. Um, but that's one of those things that, uh, few and far between you'd have to be at the racetrack like multiple yeah, times yeah, a week yeah well so you know, like in order for you to learn that and then not only do that but yeah. you'd have to have instruction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like it's just unless you're willing unless you've got like some sort of crazy talent of being a motorcycle road racer yeah. that nobody yeah. knew about and you show some skills yeah. and somebody invests their time and energy and effort into you to maybe sponsor you get you the ability to do yeah. those things but like that's unicorn shit yeah so, so, uh, the way I look at this and, you know, to everyone that's listening, um, uh, you have to have a certain of expectations of what you're willing to put into yes. your craft of being a long range shooter. Right. Yep. And, uh, you know, you know, Kalen and I are huge advocates of uh, attending a precision rifle competition. Um, you know, regardless of the series, we're agnostic to, to any of them out there. Because at the end of the day, it's all it's all relevant training, mm-hmm. right? Yep. At the end of the day, like you still have to pull your own trigger, you still have to I wouldn't say make your own wind call, but you still, still have, have to, to like you still sights. have to decide what wind call you want to use. Yep, and you got to settle right? your sights. And you got to settle your sights, yeah. all that stuff, right? So um, when you get put to, into a condition that you do not make yourself, right? That is how we grow, mm-hmm. right? And like you said based off of your, I mean, you've got years of experience, but we can only do so much to challenge ourselves without going, stepping sure. outside of our box. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'm saying this is cause I, I don't want, you know, people that are listening to this, especially our community, you know, when they do out go to a competition and they get, you know, they get beat or they don't land up where they, they, they want to land up. The, the sport is so difficult now right to essentially be competitive oh, yeah. if you're not yep. putting in the work to be a competitive shooter yeah and even even dudes that like you know i shoot a lot yeah right and yep. it's just different it's not always focused on that yep. skill set yep 
And if you're not always focused on that skill set, it's getting to the point now where you can't just show up. Yep, that's like, right. You know, you're going to, because the the level of talent, because there's dudes, there's those those dudes are me chasing that motorcycle mm-hmm. high. Yep, yep. Right? That's what I was after. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see, like, how fucking good can I get? How fast can I get? Can I keep up with those dudes? And if I keep up with those dudes, I've reached some sort of benchmark of success. Mm. Yeah. That I don't really know what it is. Yeah. But I don't. But I want it. At that point, that that is your that is like you obtaining success. Yes. Whatever right. that is. Yeah. But it's yeah. actually that's where that conversation with Gary comes in. It just mm-hmm. becomes comical because, mm-hmm. what is a dragon? Yeah, yeah. What is a dragon? What's a dragon? Mm-hmm. A dragon is this mythical creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is all powerful mm-hmm. and all destructive, and you're never going to catch it. Yeah. Right. And, and because a, it's not real yep. and B, even if it were real, you couldn't catch it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, those conversations are always super cool because they, they just kind of circle back to you just sitting there going, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so like, so like for instance, like, like winning this match, this past match this weekend, like to some people it's like, Oh, you, you've done it. You did it. Right. It's like, at that point we can just kind of, Say like, oh, you know, there's no need to prove ourselves anymore oh, because yeah, be, because we, we we showed up on our first match and we we won. But like to me, it's like, no, no, nah, man. There's 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 events all over the country. Yeah, yeah, that it, need to be visited. But it's like it's like that, like the way I, like you said like now I'm like it's like I'm chasing a dragon. I mean, it was cool that we won, but there's there's a next level. You tell me the seal? Do you tell me you crack the seal? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wait. You crack, we crack the seal yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the team matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We so it's uh, like I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's cool to go back to the subject of the why. Um, I would say the why of of uh, promotional on social media is still the same, right? Of of why I initially started doing it, which is to to uh, in uh, inspire uh, our community. Uh, to get out there and, and, and do better. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because man, the social media stuff is it's a slippery slope. It is. Like that's one of those that's one of those like um I'm not roped in right now and, and I'm kind of on the borderline of needing it. So let's talk about so that. So let's not make it, any huge you know, let's be very, very focused in what we do. You know, I I would say there um, with with social media, right? It's it's typically assumed that if you have a social media account that you're always posting pictures of yourself and stuff like that, you've got some narcissistic characteristics, mm-hmm. right? And, and but that also could be easily lost between okay, raising awareness, sure, right? and what kind of message you're trying to deliver, sure, right? And obviously, if you're like fucking taking pictures of yourself like every like selfies every fucking day, you know, in different outfits <laughs> and shit, and, and you might have a fucking problem, <laughs> yeah. Right. But, you know, and, and there's also ta- context in actually reading the captions. True. That, that is true. You, you and know. that's something that does definitely get lost in like the, yeah. the human attention span yeah. through the, the, the mindless scrolling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. And um, that's a good point because from a social media perspective, I, I completely agree with you in the sense that like you can you can identify by just kind of like looking and then obviously reading commentary or the context of what's trying to be communicated. Cause let's face it. What is social media? Yeah. It's a communication tool. Yep. We're trying to talk to people. Yep. 
We're trying to, to say, hey, like, I got something to say. Yeah. Okay, so I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If you have a social media account, you are saying, I have something to say. Yeah. And, and very, very easily, like, you can look through it and say, oh, okay, well, that one, that's, that's probably fairly narcissistic, mm-hmm. right? That, that is something that that individual is, like, trying to um, project outwards. Yeah. And then there's also the ones that are educational. Mm-hmm. And then it's the slippery slope of the psychological aspect yeah. of social media yeah. that gets in the way. That's right. So, yeah. um, which then it just all loops back into the yep. why aspect yep. of things. Yep. yep. You know, so like what's cool is I would say since starting, and honestly, I, I like still kind of remember the first kind of videos I started posting on, on, on social media. The worst is when I get shit for like having a social media following. The people in my squad that like know, you know, <laughs> you famous. They're like, <laughs> and uh, it, it's like it's almost embarrassing sometimes, you know. Like I feel bad, you know, especially like if it's a new RO and, and like name, and, the, and they're all like, you don't know who that is. Oh, I fucking God. hate that That's so. Horrible. I fucking hate that so much. That's horrible, dude. And uh, that's like you just be like, what are you twelve? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, anyways, the, the, the what's cool is, man, I probably had have had probably a little north over a hundred snipers reach out in my in my private DMs, be like, you know, I never knew about like the competition shooting and stuff like that until I like stumbled upon your page from a recommendation, and um, they just started dabbling into it. You know what I mean? And like. To me, knowing that there are snipers out there actively competing, right, that we don't know the names to, right, they might keep themselves anonymous. I know that they are coming out of that a fucking way better shooter. 100%. Um, And, and like, you know, depending on the way they receive that competition, you know, because it's all about reception, right? It's like, it's like, man, like, I just got whooped by Allison Zane. I should should never show up. Or, like, I need to do something about this. Exactly. And then think about all the different creative ways that you can utilize to integrate that into back into the, the circulation. Back right? into the community. Right. How, right. Like there's always resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's always people that are just be like, nah, you're kind of, you're kind of one of those dudes yeah. and they won't take you seriously. But if you get creative, you, you can like challenge people, mm-hmm. right. As a very simple display of skills that, to the uninitiated would be like, whoa, what the fuck is going on over yeah, there? Yeah. Like, that's pretty savage. How'd you do that? Right? You inspire curiosity yeah. by demonstration. Right? And yeah. that's usually like that's in a in a training environment, right? That's what we want to do for our students. You yeah. want to be able to demonstrate what is capable or what is possible and then work towards teaching your students how to mimic that mm. behavior. And that's like, I don't know, like you start looking at it from the perspective of why do we, why do we, why do we do this stuff? I look at it from the standpoint of like being able to witness somebody's transformation, their, their transformation as they go through a process and their own accomplishment, right? Their own, like they're trying to achieve this goal and this goal is very, very important to them. Right? It's very important to their psyche. It's very important to their persona. It's very important to their ego. No matter where they're, where they're at in their awareness of those three things at that point in time is irrelevant. 
but they're they're like switched on to something. They have a goal associated with some something, and to watch them go through the transformation of accomplishing that goal and then being able to do it over and over and over again, mm. that's the that's the juice, right? That's the secret sauce. That's what I like seeing. That's going back super, to our why. Yeah, it's super cool. It's cool. It's it's funny that you you you. <coughs> You bring up the word transformation because that's literally the exact words I was using. Again, with it was like it was like, man, were you eavesdropping? Did Cassandra have us on on a call? <laughs> well, and I just she, didn't know. It was we are married. Hey, yeah. I'm just we were literally having <laughs> freaking. I was having uh uh, uh Adobada tacos, carnitas and carnasada, and she had carnasada tacos, and we were just sitting there eating. And uh, literally, the the word I mean, in that context, transformation was used in. You know, it was talking about my days of, of being a, a leader in the Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of the, the best things that I, the feelings is, is seeing the transformation of your Marines become, go from pig to scout sniper, mm-hmm. especially the ones that, that really deserved it. Mm-hmm. And then watching them not only transform as a, as a young pig or a senior pig to a young hog and then making them those leadership changes in, in themselves and so take more initiative and stuff like that. I, it's a, it's such an awesome thing to see. And I think I, I'm able to get that fix with our community now with the model. Cause I don't, I don't see that anymore. You know, sure. I'm so detached from that, you know, it's fun. It's, it, I, I guess I feel weird when like other like instructor instructors hit me up, uh, like on, on Facebook and they ask me recommendations. Like they almost like ask it to is, seem it like I'm there. They're uh, subordinate to me, but mm-hmm. I feel like we're, 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 peers. we're peers, right? Yeah. Like say, dude, just mm-hmm. like I'm Phil. Right. Yeah. Like literally I've had like some of my previous students call me st- sergeant or staff sergeant. But I'm like, bro, that was, that was like three years ago. I'm, fi- I'm Phil now, you know, <laughs> but, uh, dude, that, dude, that transformation is real. And, and seeing that with our students, especially in in-person classes, when they come to us and, you know, we ask them, well, why are you here? What do you want to get out of this course? And then by day two, especially like a PR 101, I mean, everything is connecting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you just see the, all the light bulbs come on. Yep. Right. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And then just witnessing people have their firsts, um, you know, like I, I had a class once where this, uh, this older guy showed up and he's, just, um, we were talking in the beginning of the class, we asked everybody, you know, name, what's your name? what's your background in shooting and what are you looking to get out of the course or type thing? Just trying to get to know people. Um, I want people like if you're coming to one of our classes, when I ask you guys, like I want all of our students to know, like when I ask you that, I don't just want to hear the, I want to be able to do this, this and this, like, like that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for what we're talking about right now in this podcast. And so this guy was like, I just want to hit a target at a thousand yards. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, all right, cool. You're going to do that by about 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. So, um, what else you got for me? And he was just like, no, I'm serious. Like I'm, as soon as I hit that target, I'm packing my shit and I'm going home. (laughs) I started laughing. I was like, whatever next. So sure as shit the next day at about 1030 in the morning, he smacks his target at a grand because we're validating trajectory on the morning of day two. And, uh, he's, he literally, he walks up to me and he shakes my hand and he's like, I just hit that target at a grand. I got, I got my, my goal accomplished. And he was literally getting ready to leave. And I was like, Whoa, are you, you were serious? He's like, yeah, that's all I wanted to get. 
And I mean, I, I had to talk him into staying. I was like, man, you like, I'm not giving you a refund. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you might as well just stay. And he's like, oh, okay, fine, 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 whatever he stays. And he had a blast. But like, he was dead freaking serious. That's all he wanted to do. And it's like, it's like whatever mythical or um, mental attainable uh, goal that you're trying to attain, like, it doesn't matter what what uh, entity it is, yeah. right? You yeah. could be trying to... Um, I played some golf uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And, man, that shit is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, my, my immediate thought went to, okay, this is all shooting. And there's a lot of people out there that um, are friends that, like, I know Mike, he go, he's a really, really well-accomplished uh, golfer. Um, I got uh, Luke is a is a really well accomplished golfer, um, and I immediately thought like, oh shit, like this is its own game. Yeah. Like, this is its own dragon right here, because man, just when you think you're gonna crush that thing, crush that ball, the only thing you crush is a whole lot of air, right? And it's like, okay, well then why did that happen? Yeah. What did I do to cause that to happen? Yep. Yep. It's like I mean, so like hunters, right? What is it? What is like? Yeah, they want to be a better hunter, but then it's like, all right, are you are you chasing distance? Are you chasing a certain distance, or are you chasing a certain scenario? Yeah, if you're chasing a distance, what distance and why? Yeah, why why that distance? Is there like some bragging rights associated with that? That that I smashed this thing at 600 yards, and you know whatever, because I I see where that can come from. Mm -hmm now like and i used to think that those thoughts yeah but now it's just like that's bullshit man yeah like yeah i want to re i want to reattack that i don't want to tan i don't want to take the, the the conversation on a tangent but remind me about something that pete said at the at the airbnb oh no no, no. we can bring it up i was, was i was actually i was gonna bring it up uh i was okay. gonna bring it up earlier but now that you brought it back up but uh pete had said you know he had asked us how many rounds have we shot i mean we've shot a lot right mm-hmm. and uh Yep. He, he had asked, um, how many times have you missed a 12-inch plate at 600 yards? From the, <laughs> yeah, I remember from... we both looked at each other. We were like, oh, it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, it happens, you know? Yeah. I would say a lot more than I... I a lot I, more I, than I, I want to admit. Yeah, I want to admit, for mm-hmm. sure. Totally. And, um, you know, think about, again, as a competitive shooter... And that's know, with, like... That is with a platform that is as forgiving as yeah. you can possibly yep. make it. yep. Yep. Not a hunting rifle. No, no. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's. I guess it's. It's an important per perspective to have. So, uh, you know, for me, it's like. I guess uh, you know, like for on the hunting side of things, like I'm want to change to a point where, like, yeah, if if I have to, which I don't think I'll ever will, take a thousand yard shot. I I want to be confident, and capable to take that shot. Mm-hmm. If that is the based off the situation, the best condition that I can make of it. Mm-hmm. And I can't close the distance or whatever the case might be. Yeah, and it's also it's it's obviously very proportional to cartridge. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So all the all these things, things. Of, of me knowing before even stepping off into the field, and that's right. even half the battle where a lot of shooters don't even know what they're bringing out to the field with them, mm-hmm. or the capability, or the capability of it. Yeah. Right? They think that like, all right, this is based off a of recommendation of a friend. This is what I got. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know shit about fuck. Right. But I know as long as I as long as I get take a shot on an animal, like it's supposed to kill it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And um, you know, like 
for a competitive shooter, right? It's like, it's like, all right, well, do you want to be the next Morgan King, the Jake Vibberts, the next, you know, Austin or Gaines? Like, all right, well, are you willing to put in the time that yep. they put exactly in order to get that recognition, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, in the, as you've seen in this day and age, you just can't just show up and be good behind a rifle anymore. No, that you, work has to come from somewhere. Exactly, and you have to have focused. Your training has to be focused on that specific game, right? Um, and you have to put in uh, a lot of time. Yep, a lot of time. So, it it brings everything into perspective. You know, I like I did the same thing when I learned how to skydive. Mm. Like that was like a fucking drug. Like it was just like holy shit what did i just tap into i want more this is insane and there are so many aspects of that sport or that activity to get really good at Mm. like there's the aspect of body flight right being able to put your body wherever it needs to be in the sky at any point that you want it yeah as natural as it is moving on your feet there's dudes that can do that with like exacting precision and the amount of time, like now that I'm having done it, like the amount of time that it takes to achieve that level of um, connectedness with your body to fly like that is just fucking hours. It's hours and hours and hours. Yeah. And unless I was a unless I was a professional skydiver or a professional wind tunnel operator, there's no way that I'm going to be able to attain that level of experience. Um, in I mean, it's going to take years, yeah. and I would have to be at it. Every single waking minute of my free time, right? And it's like, okay, well, there are people within our sport that are in that zone Mm -hmm. right now. Like, I am in the zone. I am shooting every match, every weekend that I can. And you just gotta, you gotta look at it and say, okay, well, if you're gonna go at it with that level of frequency, you gotta ask yourself, like, what, why, what's the deal? So it's a good point. It's like, all right, if you are hitting it at that level of frequency and you're not going anywhere. Sure. Yeah. There's that too. What is it? Like, where do you, where do people go from there? Well, and I don't think like, obviously these aren't bad things. Okay. So think about it from this perspective too. Like, like there's people who just want to go hang out with their friends and camp in the mountains for the weekend. Yeah. Right. And shoot rifles. Mm-hmm. Like that's badass. Like that Love in and it. of itself is rad. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, when I was in archery, I shot 3D shoots when I first moved here to Washington. And the 3D community is very, very similar, if not a complete mirror image, just with a different weapon yeah. of precision rifle shooters. Like every weekend you could go to a 3D shoot, right? And compete. Um, and it's the same thing. It's just like, hey, we're gonna set this 3D shoot, these, these courses with foam targets out mm. in this area. And you're going to walk and you're going to shoot them. It's literally the same thing. And it's a community thing. Yeah. People look forward to it because they connect with their, they connect with their friends. Um, that's where everybody comes for uh, the, like the, the community aspect of things. And so that's, that's a part of this, yep. which is really, really awesome to witness. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just understanding that why just help you out so much better about helping you navigate through your your journey of of long-range shooting mm-hmm. right um you know because i mean we re- released a positional course just last week right 
and um, I threw up last yesterday. Uh, so today's Friday, the 11th, and uh, on the 10th, I threw up a message to everyone that has purchased a course so far, like, hey, how's, how's the course going so far? And I would say there was about 20% of them that bought it, but they haven't dove into it just because of previous obligations. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, if you can't commit that much time to it, like, you know, don't expect not immediate results, but you know, don't expect to become the next Allison Zane, right? After watching a few videos. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, there are the there are the there are the exceptions out there when oh, it comes yeah. to just yeah. raw talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, raw talent coupled with um, coupled with that spark. Yeah, right. And then the resultant flame. Um, that's a deadly combination. Yes. You know, that's that's gonna that's like somebody like Allison. Yep. Right. She's yep. she's a prime example of exactly. that. Exactly. Um, and it's going to be super cool to see Morgan. Morgan's the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah. It's going to be super cool to see um, how that all like kind of pans out. Yeah. So it's interesting though, man. Like the it's interesting because you look at the the why perspective, um, and it's easy to to let it take you off the rails too, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to let it like like go the opposite direction, yeah, and really truly distract your attention from. Um, what you know that you can do. I'm, I'm glad you brought up distraction. I, I, uh, I, I put up on um, my Facebook, even this all stemmed from a conversation that I put up on the network, right? About uh, the conversation we had about not not being able to control other people's performance. Totally. Right. Yeah. So I threw that out there on the network, and again, I, I wanted to make sure people in the network know that you're getting a, a version of me that, you know, I would say, unless you have actually met me, you won't, you won't see on social media, right? I'm not saying I'm a different person than I am in social media, but, you know, there's certain things that I still haven't been able to let go about myself, right? Totally, yeah. Um, so a lot of this stemmed from... Obviously, the, my ego and, and uh, you know, being a high-level competitor and worrying about someone else's performance, mm -hmm. right? And, like, essentially coming off stage and being like, fuck, I shouldn't be dropping that shit because X, Y, and Z aren't dropping that mm -hmm. because I know they are of the highest level or of, of my skill level or better that won't drop these points, right? So I was letting that other person's performances get in my head. Mm -hmm. So I put, you know, that stuff on the network. Right. And, and um, yeah, I got awesome responses. Right. And then one of the biggest things that one of our um, students said that, you know, essentially just put it in, in better words and summed it up better than I did was don't let someone else rent your headspace. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic quote. That is a fucking awesome way to put it, yeah, you know, it and like you think about all the things in your life. Right. That rent your headspace. Dude. That shouldn't, you know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> like now that I think of it, like in, in you know, I always, always tell people, or I would say people, people cl close to me, especially like my, my, my family that is truly interested in what I've been doing lately. You know, I tell them that like, what we talked about earlier, like I want to level up. What's that next level? Dude, it's so funny you say that because um, on our massive road trip down to Southern California in March, 
So we were listening to this book on the way home and I'm going to have like, I hate the fact that I'm bringing this up and I can't remember the name of the book, but we were, I'll post it in the comments because yeah. um, I'll find out. But it was a book on the subconscious, right? And like the voice, the, the proverbial voice, right? In your head. And uh, I'll never forget the quote in the book, the, the author, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, but the author basically was just like, you know, everybody pays so much attention to the voice in their head, right? They, they have this, it's like they have a conversation with it. And then he goes, that you, you have to ask yourself though, would you want to sit and have a cup of coffee and get to know the voice in your head if it was an actual person? Yeah, yeah. And then you look at it and you're just like, no, that dude's an asshole. Like he gives me all kinds of problems. And then it's like, well, okay, that's the point of everything. It's yeah. just like, you're, you got to be able to disconnect from your own head. Yeah. And that's really, really difficult to do. It's way easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think everybody can relate to this stuff because it's one of those things that, that not many people are willing to talk about. No. Um, but it's one of the, it's also one of the things that, um, that truly can create demons inside of your own brain that will affect you, that will yeah. affect your persona. It will affect how you interact with people. Yeah. And um, if it's not, if it's left unchecked yeah. and you're unaware of it, yeah. it can run away. It's going to run away with you. Yeah. And, and before you know it, it's going to like, it's, it can be, it can be pretty crazy. I think, I think the first step though is like, uh, Cass said it like vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's just the hardest, that's the hardest thing to, to lower. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that aspect yeah. of, of vulnerability, especially if you are such an, you have such an alpha type personality as a facade. Oh, it's so it's so you prevalent. Know? It's like super prevalent. Um, like, I mean, just again, going back to our roots and uh, the cut, the cloth that we're cut from, like the programming that we have of, of being like fucking you're fucking wolves, you're fucking lions, you know, you're, you're on the top of the food chain and right. that gets put in our head and yep. anything less, less than that value or thought we are now considered weak. It's weakness. Yeah. Right. And that's, and we know now, like, I mean, geez, man, how long have we been fighting? We've been fighting now our nation as a nation. Yeah. We as our nation has been fighting for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I know some dudes that are, you know, that like when they're done fighting, they're just like, fuck man. Okay. I, I, I'm done fighting. Yeah. You know, and when it's, when it's time, like everybody, everybody comes to a point where they understand that that is a, that is a persona, right? That is a persona that you're putting out to everybody uh, saying that this is what this is this is who I am mm -hmm. but there is going to come a point where it's just like okay this is not going to work for me anymore whether it's because I can't do it physically or because I don't want to do it anymore mentally um, that those days are going to come right and you've got to figure that out and that's where the why is super important to, to always be in check with mm -hmm. and uh, to understand because if we're always in check and, and, and uh, I guess we call it being current with. Yeah. Being current with meaning like because we all grow as people, right? So like you probably aren't the same dude that you were three years ago, right? I think that's pretty safe to say, yep. right? Because yep. um, we had that conversation about like lifetimes. Like what lifetime was that? 
right? Or how many lifetimes have you had since exiting the Marine Corps? Oh my God, man, a bunch. You know, a bunch. And every with every one of those yeah. comes new lessons. Dude, so like when Luke was asking me about like my like like Marine Corps experience, like I was like, God, that feels like a lifetime to go. Yeah. And like yeah. I, I feel like, but at the same time, it's still kind of fresh because. Obviously, I got a lot more recently than you did, but to me, because of everything that's happened from exiting till now, I mean, just so much growth, so much growth, right? So the so the, the thing that I always that that I look at or always look at is that those lessons, be, they're vivid, mm-hmm. right? Those are those memories are vivid because they're really solid lessons, um, and so even though I've already you know I've already been out sixteen years like those lessons are still as vivid mm. as some of the lessons that I learned from being a kid. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, that's the part of your memory. That's like, that's what that's all about. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Hey, those were super impactful encounters with other human beings. And, and with that, we had a common bond together yeah. and that common bond was the fact that we were Marines. Yeah. And this is what we uh, are supposed to do yeah. in this situation. And so you remember that that's reinforced through that experience. And I think that's super cool because like I've had the same, I've had experiences after the Marine Corps that are equally impactful and powerful that, that leave the same, that have left the same imprint mm-hmm. on my, on my memory. So, but like, it's very important to stay current. I think with your why, because as you grow, yeah. yep. it evolves. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It, I mean, it, it's it's always like I said, it's always super cool to ask a question in our in-person classes, you know. And, and like when people come to our class, and you know, we tell you, "Hey, this is what we're doing. We're gonna introduce ourselves, and when you introduce yourself, this is what I want you to tell us about yourself. Mm-hmm. How you got, what your shooting background is, uh, how you found modern day sniper, and like what do you want to get out of this course." Right. But, I get, but at the end of the day, it's like almost it's like, what do you want to get out of this course? Coupled with what is your why, mm-hmm. right? And I think we should probably ask that because that's definitely two different things, right? Because like maybe a course is a stepping stone for them toward their why, but they know they need the course to establish their basic fundamentals. Totally, absolutely. To 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 get to that why, so it's like it's almost asked like, okay, well, why did you come to the class, and then what is your why? Man, like honestly, after a weekend, okay, so everything um, with motorcycle riding. I wish that I would have loved to have been able to, at that point in time, afford to have some instruction. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was like completely outside of my price point. Like I was, you know, a young sergeant. Like, you know how that is. LBH? Y- yeah. At, yeah, for a little while. But even then, it's just, you know, it's... I, in ca- lived, in ca- on ba- I it, lived on base house. Okay, so yeah. So, so you, you don't even get that. You, just you don't get, even get You that. just get food. Yeah. <laughs> you just get food. And food so, kicked back to you. Exactly. <laughs> But, but yeah, there's no way I was able to pay for, you know, um, a, a day at the racetrack with Keith, with Keith Code. Yeah. Like that would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Be, and I knew that if I would have been able to do that, it would have been able to take my skills to the next level. Uh, yeah. And the same thing with, um, with you know, skydiving instruction. I, the next time Performance Designs comes into town and there's a Flight 1 course, I'm going to take it. Because I know that I'll be able to get some really legit canopy instruction and it'll be able to take my pilot's piloting skills to the next level. Mm-hmm. Every time I jump with my buddies down at CPS in Arizona, like I'm sucking up every last little bit of what they'll give me 
because that is instruction. Mm -hmm. That's learning. You're taking information. Um, and so like that is important stuff to get outside instruction. Yeah. It's like, that's how you progress your skills. I mean, sure. I could go, I could go land my parachute 400 times, but if I got instruction, I might be able to learn what I learned at 400 instead of, you know, 200. This goes back to training with intention. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. what are you focused on? Yeah. 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 That's the same, like in skydiving, it's like, Hey, what are we going to do today? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm focusing on this today. Yeah. I'm focusing on these types of turns or yeah. whatever. Everything else is implied. Everything else is just like, Hey, as long as I get to here, yeah. that's all that matters. I know when I get to here, I need to do this. Yep. But what I really want to focus on for this specific jump is this. Yep. Exactly. And the same thing is hold true, holds true in shooting. Yep. Right. So, okay. Well, I know that like, I'm going to work on target transitions today. Right. right. So there are implied skills with target transitions yeah. that we already should have established. Um, like even things like as simple as zeroing mm -hmm. and establishing your data at distance. So yeah, it's, um, it's a bizarre journey, man. It's a bizarre journey when you look at like when something gets a hook in you, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, no, 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 you come over here. You're going to come with me. And I'm, and we're, we're going to hang out and figure this shit out and take you, take your, your headspace to the next level through yeah. this activity. Yeah. Cause that's really, I think what it is like, um, being a pilot, like when I would go fly, I just wanted to go fly single pilot, um, instrument because it's intense Yeah. and I could stay in the, in the zone. That's with no co-pilot, co right? Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, there's just you. And I would file an instrument flight plan on purpose. Um, so that it would force me to focus and pay attention to all those things. And yeah. it's just like being able to clear all the shit out of your mind and say, okay, for the next hour and a half, I'm focusing on just this. Yeah. And that's shooting. That's, that's truly shooting. Yeah. You're not worried about anything else. Mm -hmm. You're not nope. worried about, you're not worried about your job. Nope. I guess for us it is our job, but like for other shooters, right? Like okay. escape, escape away. Fantastic point right there. Yeah. Okay. It is our job. So, but it, it, but it's no longer my job. The second that for me now, uh, the second that it goes, the timer goes beep. Okay. Fair enough. Right. So like even like in prep, right. I would say like, Hey, like I know that I'm working when I get into the moment, this is all for my job for, for the betterment of myself. Does that make sense? Like the reason why I'm at the smash is a to provide exposure B, to gain more experience and, and C, to put my money where my mouth is, right? Sure. So, so, so me being there, it, just in, as a whole, now that we are in the industry and we are a professional firearms instructor, me being there is, okay, I'm here for my job, right? Mm -hmm. But the second, because we're at a competition, the second it goes beep, like, you know, the timer, I'm no longer there. I am there for myself. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Because you are with yourself. Yep. yep. Yeah. For sure. And that's truly like, that's my, that's my game. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, shooting is, is that for me because, um, it all happens inside, you know, it all happens inside your brain and in, in the optic. Yep. Right. So, yeah. um, because everything that you do with your meat suit, right. Your body affects the optic Yeah. and, and, it, and it affects your sight picture. So that's the game. The game is to figure out what to do with this. Yeah 
to get that to stop. Yep. And then there's the cognitive aspect of it. Okay, well, what's the wind doing? Yep. What, are, what are we doing with the wind yeah. today? And so it's really, really a cool game because the subconscious, if you train the subconscious well enough, then the reticle is being taken care of by the subconscious. Yeah. What's the conscious doing? The wind. The wind. Yeah. And communication. Communication. Yeah. So that, I mean, God. Like I'm, I was watching one of our videos and um, again, people always ask me like, I don't, I don't fucking know how you can move a camera while you're doing the NRL Hunter. It's like, like I know it's there. Just pick it up. Yeah, I gotta pick it up. Pick it right. up and move it. I mean, I'll forget that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll totally forget yeah, yeah. that one. But it's like, it's like, it's like in the in the match, it's like an on and off switch, right? It's like, it's like when I'm on, it's like all right, side picture, make my wind call, press, right? As soon as I hit that press, I I, I achieve my desired effects on target. The off switch comes on, and now I'm back into my. Yeah, you're cycling through. Right, yeah. consciousness is like yeah. oh. I, I got, I'm bringing my camera with me. Now I got to figure a different angle for it, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's where he's some, the, the subconscious is taking yeah, over. Exactly. And it's exactly it's manipulating that's that right. thing. Yep. Right? And and then when it switches off, it's just like, oh, I have other shit over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, yeah, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as I put the camera down, I'm still in my consciousness, right? Go up, establish my shooting position, find my target. And it's just like, that when the eight common factors hit you, right? Mm -hmm. I would say, it would say starting more with seven, right? Because, you know, with my my consciousness, I'm still squaring myself up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then when I establish the rifle to shoulder connection and establish my, you know, cheek weld, that's when it's like, boom, subconscious. Yeah. It's like, it's called dropping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like you've dropped in. Finding your zero point, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. dropping yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... Yeah. Um, so like that was part of the class last night was talking about breathing yeah, and yeah. being able to breathe will mm. let you just drop in. Yeah, yeah. And what I want to try to do is I want to try to like very purposefully incorporate breathing techniques into preparation mm -hmm. to shoot and truly identify like I've been learning about it up mm -hmm. to this point, but now it's like, okay, I've learned enough. I want to try to apply it. Yeah. And now I want to try to apply and see how it, how it works. When did, when did we talk about zero point? Was that this morning or last night? I think, yeah, we were talking about last night. Last night? Yeah. That'd be a cool shirt. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Zero point? Zero point. Yeah. What is the zero point? The zero point, the zero point of focus is true presence. Okay. Meaning, meaning like you're, you're truly present in this moment or right now. Yeah. You're not being distracted by yeah. anything. Yeah. That's it, it, the zero point. <laughs> What, what did I tell you at, in regards to having that zero point? Like now when you guys thought of, when you guys brought it out, I was like, oh shit. Like when did I have my zero point this past weekend? Because mm. I think it's the cast. Like did you find your zero point this weekend thinking it was like the whole weekend? But I was like, no, I can find specific moments in time. You go in and out of it. When I had a zero point. Yep. And every time I did have that zero point, I connected on target. Yeah. You got to switch it on and switch yep, it off. Switch it on. Or it's not, it, it's not always just, it's not always lasting for long periods of time yeah exactly you know I mean? it, it's got to be a, yeah because you, you like living in that living in that constant state of zero zero point dude it would be like it'd be mentally exhausting yeah yeah it is mentally exhausting yeah um like i noticed that after after a day of of jumping like doing like 10 12 jumps 
you're literally, at the end of the day, you're just completely drained. Yeah, it just, you're just, because you're just, you're emotionally and mentally smoke checked. Exactly. Because you're at the zero point. Yeah, All yeah. of your energy yeah, is, yeah. and attention is yeah. focused on this. And, yeah. and like that lasts for, yeah. you know, anywhere from four minutes yeah. at a time, you know, depending on, you know, from when you exit to when you actually touch back down yeah. on the ground could be anywhere from three to four minutes. So it's like, that's where your brain is. And that's how much energy is being expended into that focus point for that amount of time. Is it funny that when you get like mentally smoke checked, your body feels it too? Oh yeah, for sure. But it's, you know, he's like, he's like, man, I, all I did was jump out of here. Well, it's cycles, right? It's just, and same <laughs> All you did was just match. jump out, right? Yeah, like, you like, technically out. a jump it's out, physically, right? And it's, it's, it's effortless, right? Yeah, but then fairly effortless. at the end of the day, you just feel like, like remember uh, after Florida? Oh yeah. After my jump, you're like, I'm gonna jump some more. I'm like, dude, I'm out of it, bro. Like, <laughs> well, that's also like a huge emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's but like my body, like there. my all my body wanted to do was shut down. Oh yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, like, I'm just, uh, I just want to go sit by the lake and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're like, I'm gonna jump a few more times. I'm yeah, like, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm good, dude. Well, it's it, it, it's the same thing with shooting right yeah, yeah. we get done with like you get done with the match and like even in like hey once it was once it was like okay this is we're not fucking around yeah. anymore like this is we're we're crushing some targets so let's like let's be switched on yeah like that's a, a heightened level of awareness yeah you know and and that takes it out of you yeah at the end of the day you're yeah. like Oof, okay well, let's make sure that we can put that same shit together for tomorrow yeah yeah so yeah, it all adds up, man. And it's like, it's, I think it's activity. I think it's activity agnostic. Yeah. Shooting just happens to be our thing. Yep. Yep. You know, and shooting is one of those things like now having played a couple of games of golf and like going, <laughs> holy shit, like the satisfactory crack of connecting that freaking golf club to a ball and sending it into freaking orbit is cool as fuck. And then having it land exactly where you wanted it. Yes. To? It's cool as shit. And it's literally the same thing. And so, like, I'm, those of you guys that are listening to the podcast and you're laughing your asses off and saying, I fucking told you, um, yeah, I'm eating the crow. It's, uh, it's pretty addictive. And it's, um, I get the fact that it's the same thing, yeah. just in a different context. Yeah. Cool. So it's the same thing, I think, with, like, martial arts, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think it's, uh, it's all, because it all connects back to the whole zero point of focus. Mm. Same shit. It's meditation. It's going to be a shirt. It's active meditation. The zero point. Yeah. Yeah. We said it first. We said it here. Yeah. It's the zero point. Well, they don't know the t-shirt idea. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got a couple of cool t-shirts coming, man. We've been, we've been putting our heads together. It's time for some new t-shirts. Sign for another generation. If you guys haven't seen yet, man, check out the t-shirts on there. Uh, We got some pretty sweet uh, baseball tees. Yeah. That we have neglected to market. There are three quarter sleeves. Um, it's a couple of trigger control ones, and we got the the atomic, the atom of fundamentals. Fundamentals, which is which is pretty cool. So um, check those guys out. And if you guys haven't been over to the Modern Day Rifleman uh, Network yet, get your ass on over there and check it out. It's like super twelve. Rad. We have like twelve hundred subscribers on our podcast. It's, so like, yeah. And there's only a thousand. There's a thousand sixty. I guess we got a few of you then. Um, mm-hmm. Majority of you. So head on over to the uh, the network. Uh, join us Dina if you're listening to the, uh, does she listen to our podcast I don't, I don't know if she so, does 
Dina, if you're listening to this, thanks for being our thousandth member. Yeah. Uh, Dina's been to a couple of our classes, uh, and um, her and her why is to become a sniper. <laughs> legit. Yeah, legit. Um, but uh, no, this was this was a good podcast. Um, yeah, I'm actually I actually want to now go back to our episode one and listen to listen to it just oh, to see. You should yeah. Just to see, and, and this was like no, yeah. Like now, I was actually thinking about it um, as we were talking here. I was like, man, I would love to go back to one and like see if my why is still the same, mm. or, or or if we even know, dabbled into the why. Well, I mean, even if it's, it probably isn't. You know. It yeah, and that's fine. You've evolved. Right? That's the other thing that's, that's super bizarre about this is once you realize it, it's just like, man, everything. There's only one constant. Yep. And that is change. Change. That's it. That's it. So, uh, it's really, it's really cool and yeah. fascinating. So yeah. thanks for listening guys, man. This is a, this was a fun conversation. It was. It Appreciate was. all of you guys. And, and thanks for, um, thanks for all the comments and thanks for all of the, uh, the gratitude, man. It's really humbling. So, um, hit us up, let us know what you guys think. We always love the comments. Um, we try to mix up our podcasts a little bit with technical stuff and headspace stuff and, um, we decided to just we decided to talk about the headspace stuff on this episode. Um, we were going to talk about wind, but that just gives us another podcast to talk about wind. Yep. Yep. So, all right, man. Hey guys, thanks for uh, tuning in. If you guys like the podcast, found value, please share it with uh, your future spotter slash partner. And uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Keep your face on the gun. Right on, man. Shoot well, boys.